Ghana boy from London, bringing you my thoughts, ideas, and my source as I reflect on the past week, the things happening around me and all around the world. With everything going on in the world today, I've been thinking about, you know, Black Lives Matter, police brutality, racial inequality, all that kind of stuff. Um... You know, looking, I'm looking at that George Floyd video. I think the thing that really surprised me, the, honestly, the thing that really surprised me about the whole situation is just how numb the guy was, seeing that police officer on his neck. And the guy just looked, it wasn't even, I feel like there wasn't even hatred in that police officer's eyes or anything. It wasn't even anger or. There was no anger, there was no like um, hatred for black people, there was no, I don't know, there was no uh, surprise at seeing that, you know, I feel like there was just no human response to seeing a dead body in front of you. That's the thing that really surprised me, like, if if I saw, if I see a dead body, you know, the way I'm going to react, I'm just going to be like, whoa, or if I kill someone I'm just going to be like what just happened you know it's going to be a bit of a shock to the system but to him it was like there was nothing he was just numb to it I can't even I don't even know if the guy is racist if I'm being honest because I feel like a racist would enjoy or there would be some kind of you know yeah another see see that's what you get for messing with me or that's what you get for not you know knowing your place or something but to him it was just there was just nothing there. Just on his neck, guy dies, gets up, and he just walks off. And then the strangest thing is the 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 other police officer standing next to him, the the Asian guy standing next to him. He he's just looking at this white police on this black guy's neck, and he also I don't he didn't look numb. He looked more scared, if I'm being honest. Like in his eyes, I just felt a bit more. A bit of a bit more sadness and fear, and there was more of an emotion in his face than the, than the white police officer. The white police officer just looked numb to the whole thing. But you know, I don't know why this particular man dying is resulting such a large reaction. It might just be you know a combination of things. The Amy Charles, the lady in the park, about I think it was about two days before George Floyd died, where that lady in the park is just um, the black guy tells the lady in the park, "Oh, you need to put a leash on your dog," and she says, "Well, I'm going to call the police and tell them that there's an African American harassing me or threatening me or something." And the weirdest thing about that was just watching her that the end of the police calls starts like screaming like to make it sound like she is in such distress and fear that she's about to be harmed. And it just illustrated this consciousness that this this white woman had was conscious of the fact of how that black man viewed the police and how he feared the police and how the police would treat him 
regardless of whether or not he had done anything wrong. And for it to be a case of, it was almost like, I'm going to put you in your place for thinking you could tell me to follow the rules. It was almost like, I'm going to, I don't care if I kill you for telling me that I need to put my dog on leash. It was just, it was just weird to see how conscious she was of police brutality and not only to be conscious of how the relationship between the police and the black community is different from the police and the white community, but to also be conscious that she could weaponize that um, relationship and that fear and that dynamic and that power dynamic to her benefit and to intimidate someone for a very trivial thing. But, you know, in the end, it's it's happened. It's kind of created a spark that has brought um, racial inequality and racism to to the forefront, and is starting a lot of discussions and a lot of people to self reflect. And you know, it's made me to 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 reflect on it. Where I feel like a part of me is starting to get, you know. You know, bringing it back to that police officer that killed George Floyd and how he looks numb. I think I'm starting to feel a certain sense of numbness to to watching people die, if I'm being honest. It's become so common and so repetitive that I don't recoil when I think when it's not, I can't think of like, whoa, or like shock or it's not a sharp emotion. It's not like a, it's not a blow to my emotions or to my senses, it's just, okay, another person dead, cool, it doesn't feel like a jolt anymore, and I'm, I think I'm just starting to, to get used to it, and to get numb to it, and I think it is sad that seeing, you know, that people die is something that the the emotional effect on me is starting to 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 wear off to a point where it's becoming normalized um but you know it's something that I've seen in myself and I'm not sure if that's something that a lot of people are feeling as well where they just think after viewing so much violence there comes a point where you it just be, it feels normalized to you and it, it no longer has a real substantive emotional impact and you just become um what, what word am I looking for not you just become used to it um your body just ad- you just adapt to it and it just becomes the new norm um but it's made me think about personally in terms of racial inequality what actions I have ever taken to to help you know to start discussions or to put systems in place to make society fair or how I'm involved in institutions or organisations that are attempting to make society fair and I can only say that I'm not involved in anything no it's not the first time I've seen stuff like this happen I've never encountered that type of interaction I've never been you know been beaten by police I've never been, had any stop and search or anything like that I've never been pulled over because I keep putting off my driving test but 
it just makes it just makes me think about how there's so much happening in the world you know to to black people to to Asians to Native Americans to Muslims there's so much discrimination and there's so much unfairness and it's one thing you know to talk about it and all this kind of stuff I was talking about to my friend and I was just saying how you know all these people are protesting but what's protesting really going to achieve it's not going to do anything everyone's going to stand on the road shout a little bit wave around some signs take some Instagram pictures be like yeah 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 you know I showed them I protested and then they was going to go home and then it's, it's going to be the same everything continues as it was but I'm not doing anything different if anything they might not be doing anything in my opinion productive to change to bring about change but they're certainly doing a lot more than me and their actions might spark a debate that might later produce change. So it's kind of made me reflect on myself um, to to observe my own inaction and try and consider ways that I can bring about change and ways that I can help people. And I think it is important to... It's... Uh, what was I... Um, I saw something on Twitter where it was saying, it, I think it was James Corden actually, where he was saying, it's not enough not to be racist. You have to be anti-racist. And I thought that was quite a powerful statement and a, a, quite like a little, a slight tweak on my state of mind, but a really a significant tweak where it's, you know, where it takes you from thinking... Um, being against racism it's a passive state of mind or a passive act where um, by me not being racist I am helping the fight against racism but you're not to to actually help the fight against racism is to be anti-racist is to take some active step and some active actions whether that be giving up your time giving up your skills or your knowledge or your you know donating money to an organization that is actively working to fight against that virus of racism, against all, all you know, or discriminations against all people, whether it be their race, whether it be their religion, whether it be their ethnicity, whether it be their gender, their uh, sexual orientation, um, their class, their socioeconomic background, all of those things, um, you know, I might have with that last statement just slid into all lives matter but you know just on a standpoint of it's just made me realize that my i have i know i have a lot of values in terms of equality but in terms of what actions i am taking to help ensure that everyone in this world feels inequality and it lives in a fair society um you know in my community itself um or even the wider you know british community or even the wider global community i'm not taking any active actions to make that happen i'm not doing anything to actually help people live in a fairer society and protesting might not be the productive way to do it for me but then if that's not it then i need to find out what is and I need to find out what I'm going to do and how I'm going to help people do that because it's not acceptable, you know, for 
black people to feel like they could die for anything. You know, they could die for selling cigarettes or for using the fake bill or for going jogging. It's not acceptable for someone to feel like they could die for just beat the crime of being black and that any everyday activity can result in your death. It's not acceptable for the president to call a virus the Chinese virus and to try and create such, you know, to antagonize people to the point that hate crimes um, against Chinese people go up and discrimination against Chinese people go up. It's not acceptable for politicians to inflame such Islamophobic, you know, messages that people feel that it's acceptable to harass and violate people who are visibly Muslim. Um, and it's, in my opinion, not acceptable for my response to, to that to be, oh, well, those people are idiots. And, well, I'm not racist and I'm not Islamophobic. So that's it. That's me. Job done. I don't think that's acceptable. I should be doing something to... To respond to that because that that you know that that individual or those group of people who are making that those attacks on the quality there needs to be some kind of response the response can't just be calling them idiots and ignoring them there has to be some active response to that otherwise it just results in what is happening in america today where in response to police brutality the police just seem to be getting more violent and it's got to the point where they're they're being violent to, to everyone, to, to journalists, to everyone, because they feel emboldened by the rhetoric from the president and from other politicians that their behavior is not only accepted, it's encouraged, and they will always be protected. So there's no reason to learn, there's no reason to do better. And so long as there's no real consequences to their actions, they will continue that type of behavior. So for me, I think it's really sparked some self-reflection in me for me to think that I, I really want to try and do something. And I'm not saying I'm going to do anything major. It might just be setting up, finding an organization to donate some money to, to begin with, um, or volunteering somewhere. But I definitely want to do something where I'm actively involved in fighting against racism and the racism in the UK, in my opinion, is nowhere, nowhere near as bad as what it is in America. I know some people disagree with it and they feel like it is as bad as just a different tone or it's more subtle here. But honestly, I just feel like in America, the violence is on a level 1,000. You know, in the UK, if someone's racist to you, maybe they'll say something to you. Maybe they'll insult you. Maybe they'll shout some words at you. Maybe you don't get let into the club. But you're not really and truly scared that if I go jogging around the park, someone's going to kill me. I'm not really and truly scared if I turn up to Asda with a fake £20 note that I'm going to die if I'm being personally. Um, so I think it's just, you know, America and the UK is different. And I think in the UK it's a lot more... I feel like racism in the UK is a lot more subtle. So it's a lot it's a lot harder to fight it just because you know you not only have 
you not only have to have a discussion about how you're fighting, you also have to have a discussion of actually whether it is real and whether it exists. The UK is where you're a lot more likely for something to happen and you look back and you're like, hmm, am I overreacting or was that person being racist or were they just a dickhead? I'm not really sure. So there's always that bit of you trying to second guess yourself. You're not too sure if you're just overthinking stuff or misreading signals and misreading signs. Um, but I think racism in the UK definitely does exist. In my opinion, mostly in the ways that I would say the most blatant thing to me is, can be the difference between someone being considered passionate and someone being considered aggressive. You know, uh, what I'd say the way that a white man would be allowed to behave in the workplace and the kind of language they'll be able to use and, you know, the volume of their voice. You know, they could shout and be swearing and effing and F this and F that. And most people would view them as honest and passionate. But if you're a woman and you behaved in that same way and you acted that same way, you'd be viewed as a bitch. And if you're black and you behave and act in that same way, you'd be considered aggressive so there is that subtle difference where people's opinion of you is a lot more likely to be negative and because it's a lot more likely to be negative it affects your career progression and it affects a lot of things but and that's that's why I think like it differs in the UK really but yeah I definitely I definitely want to to do more and I, I'm gonna do a little bit more research into what is actually happening in the UK and the ways in which we can help to try and make, you know, um, the UK a, a, a lot more equal than I think it currently is. And it's kind of just brought to my attention that need to, yeah, like I said, to not, to not be, to be passive um, when it comes to equality, but to, but to take active actions, you know, to be an active citizen, to be a participating active citizen, to try and uphold these values that, you know, I view, I hold so highly. But when it is attacked, my response is generally, oh, wow, those people are idiots. Um, they don't know what they're talking about. There isn't anything that they're actually doing outside of liking a few tweets or I send a retweet here and there or I share something on Twitter or WhatsApp. There isn't actually anything that I'm... There's no meaningful, tangible change that I'm trying to affect or bring to the community or, you know, affect people's lives. So, yeah, that's definitely something that I want to do. But I honestly don't know why this particular George Floyd death has blown up the way it's done. And if I'm honest, I've been so surprised by the people that have shown how a lot of businesses, a lot of corporations have been so quick and so direct and so blunt in their support. And there's been no, you know, like halfway kind of trying to tip their toe in the water type of support. There's just been blunt, direct, you know, fully in support. And I, I found that really, you know, surprising, you know, a, a positive surprise. 
And then there's also been some people who've, I remember I read this IST tweet where he was like, make sure you watch all the people in the, uh, I think he said rappers or people like the black community or hip hop culture who are staying quiet in this moment. And I was just like, ooh, I've got to check, let me check out. So I was like, all right, first and foremost, I'm going to see what Kanye is saying. Because Kanye's always saying something, so let me go see. Go check out Kanye West's Twitter page. When I checked it anyway, like last week, silence, nothing. Kim had said a couple of things, but Kanye said nothing. The thing for me, yeah, is this. So any other rapper, I'd be like, oh, wow. So you're seen under this and you're being quiet. Clearly a pagan. But Kanye, the thing about Kanye is, I feel like there's been so many occasions where something has happened to the black community and he's actually stood up and said something and he's just been abandoned and just left out there in the cold by himself. It's like, I remember Hurricane Katrina, when that whole thing was going down and he came out and he said, Bush has been a racist and well, this whole thing has been handled is because, you know, and Katrina was bad. A lot of people just left to die. I think afterwards there were a lot of police officers that were convicted for murder because they were going around hunting down black people, basically. And, you know, he came out in that moment. He didn't wait till afterwards. He came out in that moment whilst people were dying to call it out for what it was. And people just laughed at him. And they just left him there. So I think he's, he doesn't speak on stuff anymore just because he, he doesn't want to speak on it anymore. I feel like he's, he's risked a lot to help people. And then when he's done it, he, the people he's trying to help themselves don't even show him love or support. So now he's just like, you know what, cool. He's staying out of it. So I'm not even offended by that one. The one that surprised me was Drake. Like Drake retweeted this um, Nike advert which I think was like, yes, we can or something, which kind of looked like it was, it looked like he was trying to do just enough to show that he was supporting Black Lives Matter, but do so little that if he was ever in a corporate meeting and they asked him about it, he could be like, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it's not what you're thinking or something else. He could kind of, it was like a double entendre type of tweet where, he could spin it however way he wanted to. He had, you know, he had space to, to, to pivot. I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Whilst everyone else is being so direct and blunt, you're just kind of, there's a, there's something there. There's something slightly off key there. And then I always forget which Jenna, which, what's her name? It's not Chloe Jenna. The one that was with Travis, the one that was a billionaire and everyone found out she's not a billionaire now. <laughs> That was jokes. But the anyway, the young one that became a villain. Is it Kylie? Or Kendall? One of the young ones. I think it's Kylie. Yeah, I think it's Kylie Jen, that one. Anyway, I think she someone asked her like, What have you done to help that last man? She said there was like a tweet on her either Insta story or Snapchat where it's like someone is talking about black. She's retweeted a retweet of a retweet of a retweet of a retweet of a retweet about Black Lives Matter. And when you look at it, like, there's like, you can see different screenshots, different screenshots all the way in it. Before you see Black Lives Matter, everyone's like, yo, taking a piss. Like, she couldn't just come up on her own to just be like, boom, this is where I am. But yeah, it's been funny to watch, like, how so many people are in the hip-hop culture, but not really about 
Black Lives, the whole thing, you know, everyone, they, they enjoy the, you know, the, the concept, you know, the, the TV, the black person on the TV, but when it comes to standing up for black people's lives, it's kind of, you know, there's a lot to, to lose, there's a lot to risk, there's a lot to, it feels risky, it feels risky. And then that whole Joe Biden, when Joe Biden was talking to Charlemagne and he told Charlemagne, oh, if if you're not going to vote for me in this election against Trump, then you're not even black. I was like, what? How can you say that the fact that someone's black, they should vote for you? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I think, personally, I think Donald Trump's racist, but no, no black person owes the Democrats their votes. And I think that type type of thinking is what makes the Democrats makes some black people not want to vote for Democrats, where it's like the Democrats aren't doing anything to win your vote because their position is well, it's either us or that racist who's going to kill you. So we don't even need to give you anything. We don't even need to offer the black community anything. The only thing we're offering you is the fact that we won't kill you. And that's good enough. So we don't need to offer you jobs. You don't need to offer you opportunities, better education or better health care. Only reason we need to tell you for why you should vote for us is we won't kill you. And that should be good enough for you. And, well, the black community wants more than that. The black community is ambitious. They aspire to be world leaders and business leaders and have an, an education as amazing as anyone else. So that position by... Joe Biden just isn't good enough. And there's always, I feel like that's why people just, not a lot of people voted for Hillary. It was like, there was really no reason to vote for Hillary. You voted for Hillary Clinton just to vote against Donald Trump. But there was really no reason. She wasn't inspirational. She might have been inspirational in the sense of being the first female um, American president. But if you take away the female American president side of things, and just judge her on her policies and her ideas. There was nothing about her that was stood out as really inspirational or a game changer. Or you didn't feel like like a like a burning fire with her. She was going to switch things up and just change the whole game and do something for people who were just suffering and just feel like this. Like there's a lot of people that are struggling in so many ways, and they just think they need to t- take a sharp turn. And, you know, I think that's why people vote for Trump. It wasn't so much that, okay, I'm sure some people thought he could, of course, what am I saying, some people voted for him thought that he could give them a better life. They understood it was a serious risk and it, could, it might not go to plan, but I understood if they continued with the establishment politicians that they weren't going to go anywhere, and, you know, this wild card, it might be the same as yesterday and it might still go badly. But, you know, what's there to lose? If I carry on the path that I'm on, I'm screwed. Life isn't going to go to plan and it's going to end badly. If I go for this wild card, it might go well, it might go badly. But if I stay with these same old politicians, it will definitely go badly. So you might as well just take the risk, go for Trump, see what happens. And that's what they did. And honestly... Next election, I'm still saying he's going to win. I'm still saying he's going to win.
that's my honest opinion. And the reason I believe that is, now if you're looking at the civil rights, civil rights movement, there weren't Martin Luther King didn't really change the opinion of people. Martin Luther King, for as much as people love him now and say it was a peaceful protester and all of this and all of that, he was assassinated. You know, he didn't die of old age. You know, he he was killed. He stood, he peacefully stood up and said, I am a man and I should, I deserve the same rights and freedoms as any man. And someone said, yeah, well, here's a bullet and killed him. And there's a lot of people, even after, whilst when he died, he died one of the most hated men in America. There weren't people who first heard Martin Luther King. There were very few people who first heard Martin Luther King, hated him. And then when he died, loved him. People's minds didn't change. They believed what they believed. It was as, you know, they, the people who believed in those racist ideas either passed away or retired and the next generation came up who didn't hold on to those beliefs. That's when real change came. The civil rights movement changed the minds of businesses because they were hemorrhaging money. If you look at, you know, the Montgomery bus boycotts, hundreds of businesses went bankrupt. And the businesses that were left understood that they were either going to fight for integration or they would go bankrupt, which made them, you know, to lobby and influence politicians of the financial reasons for racial integration. But even after they convinced the politicians and the politicians put it in law and it was now illegal for the states to racially segregate people or to racially bar someone from school because of their race it didn't mean that the governors allowed it you know it didn't mean that the people allowed it i mean the first images of black students going to white schools it's not a whole bunch of white people outside our schools celebrating them it's white people outside schools telling the five-year-olds and six-year-olds that they need to go back home and that integration racial integration is a moral sin so honestly I think Donald Trump wins re-election, if anything, probably wins the popular vote this time around. Because there are, you know, in the same way that the death of um, the death of George Floyd has caused a large uproar from people to say police brutality is wrong and you need to do more to fight uh, systemic and institutionalized racism, it has also emboldened a lot of violent people whether they be people in law enforcement or people uh, you know political office to double down really and say yeah that is how we should do things and that is how we should treat people a matter of fact if the fake news and fake media don't get their act together that's what we're going to do to them too so i think it's it's made you know he's kind of donald trump has divided the world into this black and white space where there's no longer a a space for nuance there's no longer a space for gray it's either you're either voting for racist or you're voting for a man who has a serious and significant amount of sexual harassment allegations against him and who doesn't really invoke much inspiration or have much good ideas of outside of at least i'm not trump because that's pretty much what the platform he's running on right now he has no real ideas other than to say well it's either me 
or another couple of years of Trump. So what do you want? Do you want burning buildings or no burning buildings? But nothing inspirational. He's not going to do anything to change people's lives. And I think here, over here in the UK, with everything that's happening with coronavirus, where people have been able to see how, I think it's like, it's an open secret now that Boris Johnson just completely messed up the hand in the coronavirus. And so we're feeling the effects of messing up coronavirus. And at the end of this beautiful tunnel, it's the bright light of Brexit. And <laughs> yeah. And even, you know, you got the bright light of Brexit at the end of this tunnel to, to give us a hug as well. And I'm still not seeing people. I'm still, I'm not seeing anyone angry at Boris Johnson or seeing people like he needs to go. I remember when, before um, Tony Blair left and he was replaced by Gordon Brown, that you could feel it, you know, that, that energy in the air where everyone was just like, he needs to go. He's messed up. He needs to go. And I'm just not feeling that for Boris. Even of all the people that have died, even of all the, the situation in the care homes and in the hospitals, I'm just not feeling like public opinion of him is that he's completely messed it up and he needs to go. There's just a sense of, there's a sense of he did the best he could and we need to support him the best we can because it's a crisis. I think that's what it is. Right now it feels like a crisis and it'll probably follow directly on from the crisis of coronavirus to the crisis of Brexit and we will continuously be in a crisis and people continually feel like they need to support the Prime Minister regardless of his actions just to show support, just to keep the house together and just to get us out of this crisis and to the other side but you never make it to the other side and it just continues in that way. But yeah, it's been it's been interesting to watch. Uh, it's been interesting to watch the what's been happening around the world this past this past week. But I think reflecting on it, the one thing I'm gonna take take from this is that I need to be an active citizen who does more to to ensure that those values that I believe in are upheld in society. And if that in the, and that includes making sure actively fighting against discrimination in particular, you know, racial inequality. I don't think that police brutality in the UK is as serious as it is in America. It is still an issue here. It is something that still happens here. Um, I just don't think it is as violent in the UK as it is. Um, in America, I don't believe it's um, it's that a big of an issue here. I still, I, I but I, I definitely do think that racism does exist in the UK, and it is something that I personally want to get more actively involved in in, in racism and uh, fights against fight not involved in racism. Like <laughs> I'm going to join the BNP or something, you know. But yeah, um, more actively involved in the fight against racism and the fight against discrimination in general as well, you know, whether that be transphobia or homophobia or sexism and all that. And just to just to make sure that, you know, you're involved and you're trying to build build a better world because 
just not because if you don't you you just get used to it you don't realize it but unconsciously you just you're just telling yourself oh that's just how it is because that's why i'm surprised that all the protests are happening i'm i'm honestly surprised that all of this is happening because i'm just like well this is how it's always been no why is everyone getting upset over this one please kill black people all the time so why is this any different what you didn't know this happened i'm sure people have told you lots of time this happened so why is it why is it so such a big deal because the first time i saw the video before the protest happening happened i saw it i was like oh another person killed showed it to ivy i was like oh look at this another black guy killed oh terrible they i can't believe they're always doing this and i just continued scrolling through twitter didn't think much of it you know didn't invoke anger just because so many people black people have died on camera and armed committing no offense police officer was not in fear of their life no reasonable legal justification for their actions and nothing happens so after a while you just think seen i've seen one i've seen two i've seen 10 of these videos seen a hundred of these videos they all end the same so we just come to it you know you don't feel any emotion about it but yeah, that's me. That's that's just what that's just what I've been thinking about, and that's what I want to talk about. So, you know, all I'll say is, to anyone listening to this, is just be be active, and whether that be fine against police brutality against unarmed black men, whether that be a fight against racism, um, sexism. Um, whether that be the fight against discrimination, homelessness, you know, whatever fight that you think is unfair in society, make sure you're not just sitting there going, that's unfair and that's where the story ends. Or you just talk to people about it, talk to your family and your friends about it and that's it. And that's where the conversation ends. Make sure you're doing something actively. Make sure you're taking some action. Make sure you're some way, shape, or form, whether it's helping one person, <coughs> whether it be donating to an organization, whether it be volunteering of an organization, whether it be actively doing something yourself, you have to go out there, you have to make change, you have to make things happen, because all those people that do not believe in those values, they're out there, and they're trying their best to erode those values and burn those values down, so you have to be out there defending them and making sure that we leave a better world for the next people who come. Thank you. Goodbye. It's been cool chilling with you. I'm going to head out now. So as always, keep shining, be kind, and I'll see you on the next one.